What's up, guys? We're back. We're the High Street Freaks, and Kevin Harris here with Ryan and DJ once again. Uh, I think we got a finally, finally a top 15 team. We're actually here. I'm not lying when I say it was a big game. So, uh, you know, the Bucks pulled away that that 28 point, um, 10 minute stretch was was that worth the pain that came before it? Yeah, oh, it always is, right? I mean, yeah. scoring four touchdowns in six minutes and just totally breaking a team's spirit like that is so fun. Like, as much as I love, as much as I love to bitch about these like slow games, just pouring that on like that in those quick little bursts, like we do, and seeing a team lose all hope so quickly, really good feeling. Love oh, that. It, it ruled. Like I, I tweeted about it, but like you're Penn State and you like scored, and it looked like you had a chance to pull off this like gigantic win. And then all of a sudden, Ohio State just shits out 28 points and you have no hope. Like, it happened so quick. Like, uh, my brother-in-law was watching the game. Um, like, he was, like, keeping up with it live, but he wasn't able to watch the game live. So he was re-watching it today and he was tweeting at – or uh, texting me. And he was like, there's 10 minutes left in the game and Penn State still hasn't scored their, their last touchdown yet. So, like, these 28 points are going to come in a hurry. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. do. <laughs> Because so, it was what uh, they like. Penn State went up again, twenty-one sixteen with like nine and a half minutes left in the game, uh, and then Ohio State came out and just that Stroud bomb to Harrison, Stroud bomb to Ibuka, and then the Henderson forty-one yard run out of nowhere, uh, touchdown, <laughs> and that was that. That was all she wrote. Like then they fumbled, we scored again, they kicked a field goal, touchdown, the JT touchdown, then yeah. the game was over. Yeah, it happened real quick, just just real quick, like. And it's, I don't know, it was... It was it like, was, well, what was the year, 2018? Because, well, like, I was at Land Grant. Was it 2018? I was at Land Grant. I walked home to Rich Street. And I by, I, by the time I got home from Land Grant to Rich Street, I it went from, holy shit, we're going to lose, to holy shit, I need to get YouTube TV up on my <laughs> phone as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. that's a, such it, a good pumpkin. Feeling. Pumpkin James Franklin, bro. You, you can set your watch by it when he goes back when he goes pumpkin mode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the clock strikes midnight, and he's he's back into. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's like what would his reputation be if it weren't for that blocked field goal? You know, I, I, does he have the I extension? Tried, I don't know. I try saying this every year, though. Every year, somebody hypes this game up, and like. What's baffling to me is like Penn State people and like national people, they try to use that 2017 and 2018 game as evidence why Penn State's good. I'm like, no, they blew a 10 point lead in a matter of like four minutes in both of those games. How is you choking in back to back years evidence that your program is good? You know, like, yeah, that's just like, like, I, I get that it was a one point game, but like in back to back years, you choke like in the biggest game of your season. And I don't know, it's just, and this was another one of those, like it wasn't quite as egregious. And I think everybody kind of saw it coming this time, but like, good God, man. It yeah, does rule that, it does rule that we brought, they brought Penn State fans right to the precipice. Cause even the, even the fans that probably, you know, were saying they were going to get their asses kicked or whatever. They believed like, just they, for a second. Yep. like just for a second and just when they got that modicum of belief ohio state was like okay the gloves are coming off yeah I, it's hard for me to decide what's more fun between like hearing the home crowd go dead that's a great feeling 
uh, and like seeing the players kind of just body language change. That's really fun. But also like seeing all of the tweets from other fans stop. You know what I mean? Like the thing where There's like just the that whole, moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, the whole game where like, you know, Georgia the fans were Michigan circling. Fans. 100%. And they're like, oh, well, go a little slow today, huh? And then it's like, you get those two touchdowns and like 10 combined seconds of game time. They're like, oh, well, nevertheless, yeah. I like to see old CJ Stroud wriggle his way out of this trip. <laughs> uh, CJ was incredible. But, I mean, like, I've, I mean, at the end, individual players. I thought he was great all day. I don't think he I was. I did too. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I think the, the offense itself, it took a little bit for it to get going. And I don't think Mayan Williams getting hurt really helped that at all. But like know, that was a huge because when he when he caught that pass, they were driving to go up 17 nothing. Right. Yeah, that would have been, been a knockout like, blow. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, and and like I, but with that though, like I just looked at the end of the game because it like he was CJ Stroud was great at the end of the game. And like obviously, and I just like for a little bit, it felt like he was having an off game or something like that. I just looked in his stat. He completed 79% of his passes and threw for 354 yards. <laughs> like, and that was me being like, ah, I wonder, you know, maybe this yeah. was his And over 10 yards in attempt again, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he, ungodly good. And it's kind of one of those, like, just all of a sudden, like, it, it just happens. It, it really is like the floodgates. Like, it's, you can only hold it back for so long. And, um, I, I think part of its scheme and them just figuring out how the defense is trying to attack them and figuring out what's going to work and stuff like that. And then when they just put it all together, like it's, there's nothing you can do. No, it's, I mean, it's unstoppable. Right. And I think that's like kind of funny is, is the difference between, I know we've, you can, at least I personally been comparing Tennessee and Ohio state a bunch this season, just those two offenses kind of leading the way in college football this year, uh, Tennessee, basically just finds one thing you can't cover. And it's usually that like vertical stack route with uh, Jalen Hyatt. And they'll just press that button until you prove you can learn from it and stop mm-hmm. it. And they'll do it in the first 10 minutes of the game. Uh, and Ohio state will like put a bunch of plays on tape for some reason that they don't actually work and they yep. know aren't really working and you know, aren't really working, but they still run anyway until they just like decide to call the good plays and then score like 45 points in 13 seconds. It, uh, it really it it feels a lot like it feels a lot like a, a boxer like feeling out his opponent and knowing like damn well it's going to be a knockout punch but he just needs to know exactly how to hit it and so they're just yeah. like doing a bunch of little shit and like dinking and dunking here and then all of a sudden well, you get like midway through the third quarter and it's like all right here we go the problem is though sometimes those boxers get knocked out. Yep. <laughs> what were you yep. saying, DJ? Oh, I was just gonna say I it seems like they're at the best when they're not thinking. And that includes yeah. Ryan Day. <laughs> like yeah. they're perverts in that sense. Like I was I was speak, talking about a little bit in the autopsy, like you know, like that famous joke that guy's like, you know, you freaks, you know, I like vanilla sex. Like it's not my fault I don't need it, you know, my leg trapped in a bear trap to like get off <laughs> Ohio state's like kind of like that. And they, they need their leg like trapped in a, in a, in a bear trap to like really get going. And then once they get going, I mean, there's, I, there's nobody in the, in the country. I think that's going to be able to stop them. And that is without our number one receiver who I, we're on the same page, right? Like he, he's done for the year. Right. Like, I, I, don't, uh, think, I don't think I'm on that page. I don't know. I, think, really? I, think- I mean, he's gone to Michigan, I would say. Definitely. I mean, Austin, Austin Ward saying he's, he took a second. Uh, he's looking James for a Andrews. second opinion, right? Yeah, yeah he mean, went down to James Andrews. I don't think uh, that's really, a, you know, if it's feeling good, you're going to hit down to Alabama. 
Well, I mean, the problem is, and I'm not, God, let me just bitch about it now because I'll get it out of the way. <laughs> this is, I'm not trying to blame it all on Mikarati. Like sometimes hamstrings are just hard to get healed, right? Mm. There are NFL players that can miss a whole season to a hamstring. It, it's very possible they did everything correctly and it just still happened anyway, right? But like, if you guys listen to the strength and conditioning episode we did on flipping the field in the off season, this is the exact kind of thing I bitched about with Nick's style of programming, which is that like, they don't, like Jason re-injured it on when he like was running out for that deep ball, right? And kind of pulled up soft. Uh, and he like, uh, like something because they don't train intensity correctly on hamstrings. And like the hamstrings don't ever get trained to maximum intensity, which means they never recover for those moments because they're doing fucking five by eight leg press sets for like their leg work. It's ridiculous. Like, but I don't know. I hope he comes back. I'm thinking he, I, I think he has to put something on tape, right? Like I know he was brilliant last season, but like he's not a combine receiver. So I think for him to go as high as he wants to in the NFL draft, he he wants to have a recent memory of him dominating or for this guy. As high as he should go in the NFL draft too. I think yeah, like yeah. it's it's to the point where like like I know that this isn't a particularly like deep or like top heavy wide receivers class, but like wide receiver is definitely a position where like NFL scouts they want to see something recent. They want to see like it, it's very much a what have you done for me lately position. Yeah. And they love the way that kids test too. And so it's very possible that he falls like way too low um, and gets way yeah, too like low. Early second. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Like or, or maybe even mid second, if other guys test super well or something like that, like I, I could see people getting really nervous about the, in, or the uh, injury, like NFL people talk themselves into really stupid things. And I think it's very clear that he's, you know, probably the most talented receiver in the draft, but like, I think it'd be very easy for most teams to talk themselves into or out of drafting him. So um, yeah. I think that he needs to, like, I think it would be overkill for him to come back for an entire another year. That's not what I'm saying, but I think like he does need to be back for like a playoff or a bowl game or something like that. Yeah. And like, did you, I took it the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I took it the opposite way, even that him going to get the second opinion is him like trying to get back and doing everything I think he so can too. to get back for the stretch run. Yeah. Um, but that, that could well, just that, be that's... me being a homer too. You know, I mean, I could just be right. optimistic. Well, that's that's what Ward reported essentially too. I, like he, to me, he, like, he get, he why, the like why lie about it? I mean, I guess you're playing Penn State and there's some gamesmanship, but we all saw, we all knew what we saw, right? And right. They get up there, and they're still being dishonest about it. And I mean, they haven't really, they they weren't open really about you know, I mean, once Austin Ward gets scooped and suddenly this story comes out that he wasn't even on campus, that you know, that didn't get reported. So it seems like they're there's some secrecy around it and to me that would that would be a red flag for it's worse than what they're letting on but i'm just a cynical asshole who <laughs> you know covers state politics for a living so i'm always yeah just looking at the worst possible light yeah and, the, and there, the, there could the be feds are closing that. in on ryan day soon <laughs> well, the, the, the i mean there me was like... a militia forming he has no idea how close he came <laughs> to the tribe to the tribunal <laughs> my, my, my thing my thing is like i don't really it's tough for me to read into too much to like literally anything ryan day says about injuries because the dude has been head coach for four years and has never said anything honest about an injury ever it seems so, like, like this year's egregious though does it? It's so I mean, maybe, worse, yeah. it, maybe it's just me being a hater, but it seems like this we've gone to another level. I think so too, and I, I think yeah. part of it is like there's been guys who have sat out who very clearly could have played, but like they're just like taking an off day. Where was Mike Hall? Did he play? 
He did play. He was on the field, but I don't think I haven't seen the snap counts yet posted anywhere, PFF or Eleven Warriors or whatever. But uh, it definitely was pretty light. Like Tyreek was, he did, he played great. Tyreek played great. Probably the best game yeah. since last year. But um, I just I didn't see him on. I didn't feel him on the field. I don't. I don't. Are we watching? Play. Are we going to watch Mike Hall get Tyreek in real time? Is We're it going to happen again this season? They just I mean, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I you guys know I love Larry Johnson, but like. Someone's got to tell them that like the, the rotation can get a little bit shorter in November. You know what I mean? We can yeah. let them know. Like there, there are like three games that actually matter in the Big Ten, and it's you know uh, one of those played Indianapolis every year. Like we we can go a little bit shorter on the rotation there in a big game, Larry. I don't, I don't need JJB getting forty five snaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking I, of, I let's talk about you. Yes, we'll talk about JT. We yeah, I mean, well, I mean, what can be said that hasn't been said? I, I think that's the, I, that's the best performance from a defensive lineman I think I've seen from an Ohio ever. State off ever. I think so. I think the comparison I mean, is the the comparison is the Chase Young Wisconsin game, right? Is what you're comparing it to? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really think it's a comparison though. No. And so, like, so this this kind of this kind of highlights the difference too, like schematically. I think everybody, because of what Chase Young and Joey Bosa and what Nick Bosa did as pass rushers that's the standard that people are going to have in their head for a very long time. But if you really look at the way that Jim Knowles has his, um, has his uh, defensive ends, they're like put in positions to make plays, not really in position to get a ton of like sacks and stuff like that. And so like, you're not going to have a dude um, in like, you're not going to have chase young essentially playing cornerback in the flats, but that's kind of what happened with, uh, with JT on, um, on, yeah. on Saturday, so I think just the way that the way that they put he puts them in a position, but yeah, it, I don't know. I, Mark Givler pointed out online too, but like it's nice that both of those guys, JT and Zach, were also like high level tight ends in high school football, right? Like you could yep. see it with the ball skills. Uh, JT breaking on that, like obviously the the route, the flats, like you said, and Zach batting that ball to himself and, and coming down with that. Uh, it'd be nice to get Mateo, huh? Mateo Uyengalele is uh, also that same kind of player. He's like a yeah. jumbo tight end. For Bosco, sure, sure, be cool to keep that running. But yeah. uh, I mean, the real question is: Is JT going to become our number three wide receiver? Like, if Jaden Ballard can't get healthy, <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, it was funny how Route Man popped off for what, like, ten receptions, one hundred eighty-five yards. <laughs> yeah, and it got got supplanted. Uh, you know, the game ball went to the other side of the field, and then that's right. He also had more <laughs> touchdown receptions than him. Uh-huh. People are, is he cooked is he cooked <laughs> no i mean the route man the route man was insane right he i mean he went off he ran uh, i think I mean, you could you can win a national title with route man as your number one yeah 100 yeah, he's, he's, he's playing point, like that yeah yeah i think so too. here's the thing though and maybe i'm just uh i swear this is not me being a route man hater or being ironic or whatever a, a lot of people want him to get the blitnikoff I, I still think it should be Jalen Hyatt, right? Like what he's doing for Tennessee. Like, yeah, the guy just... I agree. <laughs> I agree. Maybe a, but... or or Quentin Johnson for TCU, who's just absolutely going nuclear the last few weeks. Um, but no, I mean I, it's a, it's going to be a great race. I can't wait to see that. I, I think the thing with with Marv too, like on that, if you go back and watch um, the drive before, right before the half, where where CJ took that horrible horrible sack. Um, but if you go back and watch that drive, I think there were like three straight passes where like Marvin Harrison Jr. was not open. Like he was not open at all. And he, uh, CJ Stroud like threw him open. So, um, yeah. And worth noting, by the way, he, he was playing against fucking Joey Porter Jr. Who's going to be a top three corner selected in this draft. Like he's a, 
He's a six foot three, like son of an NFL player who's been he I think he allowed five receptions all season prior to this game. Like he's been locked down this year. And Penn State has an awesome secondary. They do every year. Like that's that's mm-hmm. just with Terry Smith and Anthony Poindexter, like that's the thing they're actually good at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they've had good they've had a good secondary every year for God, I don't know, as long as Franklin's been there. Like I don't think I remember last time they had bad uh players back there. No, no, I think you're right. And so I I think like I, I liked I liked Iowa's secondary a lot just cohesively, but you're right that um these guys kind of do have the best like Penn State does have the best like set of uh like lockdown cornerbacks that Ohio State I think probably is gonna face this year. So if they were able yeah, to I just don't know. like yeah. I, I I don't know who else would. Um maybe Malachi Starks at Georgia, but I I mean I think we're cooking his ass. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know. For, for me it was very much like the NFL mentality of like especially that drive before the half like cj stroud wanted to go score um and he like threw three straight balls to a very covered marvin harrison jr and he just made a play so i think that's the like what translates to the nfl and what was impressive to me was just the the i'm not open but you can throw it to me anyway and i'm gonna get it so um, yeah yeah definitely like a lot of just looked like an look like an nfl parent right it's like i mean watching a, a hall of fame quarterback like going on a two-minute drive and just know like it's you know was aaron Rodgers starting to Devontae adams right just knowing he can put the ball where it needs to be and he's gonna go get it um yeah. it was cool to watch yeah i mean marv is so physically dominant too like he uses his his frame really well to box guys out for space and um i mean he's starting to remind me more and more of the way like mike thomas played uh, when yeah. he was here i think he's a faster mike thomas yeah, which is fun. Mike Thomas crazy. was slow, but yeah, the, yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, also I, stronger, I don't, probably. The slant yeah. man. <laughs> slant man. Slant boy. Route, yeah, slant route boy man, slant, slant boy. Slant boy. Yeah. Uh, That's good stuff. Um, what did you guys think yeah, about I the mean, bubble screens? I, I get it. I mean, like, they were blocked very poorly. That was the problem. Yeah. Like, the only guy who could block them, it looked like, was Emeka. But the only guy who could do anything with them in his hands was Emeka. Was Emeka. Yeah. <laughs> so if Emeka wasn't blocking for himself, <laughs> then they weren't going anywhere. But they did it because they couldn't run uh, stretch plays, right? They were trying I, to run that, That's what annoys me the most. What do you mean? Just uh, we can't run. So we can't run consistently. Well, the, the so we, we, just, off, we, we just start throwing these screens and then nothing really comes off of them. We never do really anything cool off of them. Yeah, I mean, I think the issue, you could say it's tendency breaking, right? Maybe they're just trying to set something up for later in the season. I mean, Michigan, right? Maybe what they're trying to set something up for. But they need it as a relief so so Penn State just can't tee up in the box. Because we know CJ is, like, for all of his strengths, is not good at diagnosing pre-snap pressure. So, -hmm. like, he needs a relatively clean box. And having those threats to go out wide like that, I think, helps that with him. But, um yeah, I mean they need to they needed more kind of blitz reliefs all season. Like the, the screens are one thing, but like slants would be helpful too. Like more quick hitting slants would be nice. Uh, more I, mesh routes like they used to run would be great. Yeah, I think that that is almost. I think that has to do with the stacked box too. I think they're yeah. low key afraid that one of those because what what Penn State was doing. If you go back and watch, there were like seven guys at the line of scrimmage every play. Every single play, there were seven guys like in the box. And they wouldn't stay there. They would all move out or they'd like fly out or whatever. But almost every snap, there were seven guys at the line of scrimmage. And I think that the reason why they didn't go across the middle so much, they did. They had a couple big ones to Cade Stover. But um, I, I think that they were worried that some of those linebackers or even linemen would hop back into the 
and jump those routes. I think is like that's what they were terrified of on the drags and in the in the, uh, in the slants. So yeah, I think that's probably. why they decided to go outside instead. And honestly, like I, everybody was everybody was complaining about the play call about calling these these screens. The play call was perfect. Like if you look at most of those, it's like objectively the correct decision to throw those bubble screens. Like uh, the, there was one to Omeka that um, had Julian Fleming and Cade Stover blocked it correctly, and it, it was oh yeah that's six yeah. yeah like like easy easy and, and it's just because well, they had seven men in the box and it, what what happened was they even like they were they were they had it all set up and everything too julian and uh, Cade stover went to block the same guy and then they both hesitated because they saw that the other one was going to block him and instead he ran right in between them and it was a uh, tackle for loss but like if yeah. one of them gets him that's probably a touchdown and also Cade kind of like obviously had a nice game receiving and, and had that you know big touchdown but kind of fucking sucked blocking last night or not last night what yesterday yesterday but the, he he had that one big block where he got uh two guys on the um the long Trevion Henderson run but yeah, yeah like i i think it's just a matter of like they're asking him to do something that he can't do physically like he's not fast enough to get out and make those blocks so i don't know it it was it was rough, and I think what what frustrated me more than the play call was like being able to look at these bubble screens and these screen passes and be like, this is objectively the correct call, but this team cannot execute this play that like a junior varsity team can execute. So that was frustrating, for sure. Um, yeah, I think overall though, like I mean, some of it's just it, it does bother me because I think they have this mentality that like they can turn on the good plays whenever they want to. And against a lot of opponents, they probably just can't, right? Like against Penn State, they just did it. They just flipped the switch and then all of a sudden they scored 28 points in six minutes. That's cool. But I do think it'd be nice if we got some reps running like some gap blocking instead of zone blocking schemes successfully uh, before we have to do it against, you know, like Michigan's top 10 overall defense. Like I think that'd be nice to get some some more like reps on play against a solid defense. Um, I don't know why we're not doing that. (laughs) Like I I think like, the insistence on zone part of me doesn't feel like that's just something we can break out of any time. It feels like it's day repressing and going back to his blanket a little bit sometimes, but maybe I'm just being cynical. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm always cynical. Yeah. You know, and I, 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 I hate the, we are falling into that. I, I, the, the mentality that, Oh, we can just start calling the good plays and we can just put them on 28 and we can pull ourselves out of the fire. And I mean, against, you know, the Penn States of the world, you can, but, Michigan, you know, if we let Michigan off the turf, like we let Penn State off the turf, if we don't hit that knockout blow, I don't, you know, can we? Because some, what if, what happens when we can't? And then sure. people start freaking out, and then you got to play the fourth quarter, and you actually have to play it man up. Yeah, I think I think yeah. the optimistic part of me, like I think last year they were like way more fucked if they didn't play. Uh, or if they if the offense did not score every drive, uh, you know, against a really good team because the defense just wasn't there. But when you've got a top ten, top five defense that you can yeah. rely on, like it, it gives them a little more grace. And I think we even saw that in this game. Like the defense played lights out. You know, they had yeah. those. Yeah. They had that that one big play that they gave up. Uh, so it was Parker Washington, wasn't it? Parker Washington just made some insane catches. Yeah. Just like he yeah. just got a tip of the cap. Tip of the cap. He's an NFL player. 
Yeah, it happens. And then that goal, that goal line stand was oh really nice. And yeah, Tommy had fucking, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Eichenberg uh, was, that, Eichenberg was out like Eichenberg's like only blemish. On yeah, he he did. I mean, he, he had it right. He just left his feet too. He dove yep. too early. If he just drives through that tackle, he has him dead. Yep. Um, God, that damn, that, that, that whole off. that whole drive was the most like that was the point when oh, I was yeah. like, they're gonna lose on some chicken shit because it was that it was the pass interference on like third and sixteen that yeah, and that was chains. just late. Like, and then they, <laughs> and then they had blatant. and then they had the two missed field goals. Uh, that's the when penalty I on the field goal. That's the penalty on the field goal, and then they fumbled and almost scored on the fucking fumble. Like just a yeah. series of just like a clusterfuck of a drive. Like I, dude, the, I just the the Parker Fleming uh, lining up wrong over the center again on a on a I mean field goal attempt, unbelievable. <laughs> just like procedural special teams penalties every week. Fucking insane! It's so insane. Yeah, that one. It's that just one like wasn't. It wasn't as point and laugh worthy as the the trying to jump over the wedge. That one. That yeah. one makes the highlight reel. But still, like, come on, man. How, you have only to know like, that you can't line up over the over the long snapper. Like you have. Yeah, to you you have to develop six plays like for special teams total. You know what I mean? There's like six <laughs> plays you got to run all year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just call those, dude. Just just learn those six. Just do it. Cr- <laughs> you should know how they line up. It's it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like if I know certain rules, then like coaches should have should, they know. should know that like and especially yeah. because <laughs> when they hired him they were like he's been such an asset in these team meetings he knows the terminology and all the like minutiae of special teams play uh-huh. so well like we were so impressed and it's like does he do, yeah, does right. he know any of it or yeah. was he just, was he he know, just regurgitating your buzzwords back to you yeah <laughs> yeah does he can you, does he know what a shield is <laughs> yeah um yeah, that sucked. Uh, also, J.K. Johnson has to be benched. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was rough too. Uh, the missed tackle, the pass interference, like he he. They're he, gonna go I mean, right at him. Yeah, I mean, ideally he won't be on the field, but. I yeah, I I think now like I, we saw enough from Jordan Hancock that whenever Camp Brown gets healthy, it should be, be just yep. Burke Brown and Hancock rotating, and just yep. no questions asked. Easy. Yeah, that, that's kind of kind of how I feel too. It should be Eli Ricks in there too, but we yeah, as we know, as we they, know, they, they didn't need him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, vegan grandpa told him to take a hike, and you know what? If the vegan grandpa doesn't want him, I'm at peace with that. I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm full I'm full on the full aboard the vegan grandpa train. Uh, I, I I think like this was kind of what sold me on the defense as a whole because they had their plays, they had the little the the big plays the um you know good guys going out and you know doing cool things they had those plays but like by and large down by down the defense like it was up to the task you know and i yeah i think this was like the big test for them and they mm-hmm. kind of came out and i don't think there's another team i mean i don't i don't know i, I don't think michigan has the offense that penn state has if, if Ohio State loses, it's not going to be on the defense. I mean, yeah. unless unless Tennessee goes nuclear or something, but I think it's very clear. It, it will look like the first half looked, and then they'll try to turn on the switch, and then Stroud will throw a crippling interception, or they'll make some boneheaded special teams play, and that'll. You sound that'll like a that. John Cooper era fan right now, brother. You got. I mean, I've got yeah, like, yeah. I you know, it's just there's it's I'm a Browns fan. 
And yeah. when you get to this point in the season, if there's still issues that you've been having the entire fucking season, <laughs> they tend to rear their heads in the in the nastiest, like biggest moments. So I I I think we can play with anybody, but I think anybody could beat us. You know, Michigan, Michigan. I don't think there's any reason to think we're going to smoke Michigan right now. Looking at the resumes, I mean, we we do look beat at our best. Well, nobody can touch us. But the problem is, I mean, that it was a good half against Iowa, and then against Penn State, it was half of the second half. <laughs> I don't think Michigan can score in the red zone. Like they're by of all the contenders, they have by far the worst red zone offense. And like, yeah, I, I mean, know, I don't, I don't, their quarterback I don't, is ass. I'm less concerned about Michigan than I am like the playoffs. But I mean, Michigan is still. Yeah, if they hadn't won last year, I'd probably feel differently. But yeah, I mean, I would you know, say at like, home, like I'm not tripping about it. But I mean, I'm not, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to blow them out by 50. Right. I mean, they're a clear top five team, 100. percent Like, there's no doubt about that. They have an elite offensive line, one of the best running backs in college football. But like, man, I just came back to like how many times does Ohio State, besides last year's Michigan game, get beat by a team that can't really throw the ball on them? Like, it just never happens. I, I don't know. Like, I think when we have a competent run defense, we just don't lose games that way. Uh, and I don't think J.J. McCarthy and those bum-ass receivers have shown anything to think that they're going like, <laughs> to beat the secondary. So, but, well, no, I'm curious. I, I'm obviously excited to see it, too, like, especially as this defensive line rotation gets figured out. And, um, yeah, I mean, shit, if J.T. plays like that, Michigan's cooked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't. I don't think we we properly gave JT that that conversation there either. Like that was that that was one of the best games I've ever seen from a defensive. I mean, I would, like, you're, you're going to be able to say the JT game against Penn State for the rest of your life, and then people are just going to, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I know. So the big yeah. plays, uh, obviously, he started with that batted interception that went to Zach Harrison. Then he had uh, his own interception where he broke on the route in the flats. Uh, he had the forced fumble where he bull rushed that right tackle, tossed him face first into the turf as a projectile into <laughs> Sean Gufford's arm. That, that was the most impressive covers. thing since Bosa used uh, the running back. Yeah, to end. I think it's more yeah. impressive. I think that's yeah. even. Uh, it, was, it was more impressive. It was the first play that I had seen that was even in that league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, that just that genre of like using a player as a projectile. <laughs> is, I love it. Yeah. Um, then, uh, what else? Uh, he had obviously the, uh, well, he recovered that pick fumble. Six. He had the pick six. six. Did he had another recovered fumble, didn't he? Didn't he recover no, one he, other one? just one. He, he forced one and recovered, recovered, recovered it too. Are you so sure? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like 90% sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. But, but just amazing. Right. Like, and, I mean. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, I think that that's what, that's going to be like kind of the sell of the like that sort of position i mean he he had hand up a lot too like i I think up until this game he's had his hand down he hasn't been really like playing one of those stand-up positions uh, a lot a lot this year he's been kind of more of a down lineman but this time he moved around a lot he played like effectively like linebacker positions and stuff like that too um and so he really is just like being used at peak versatility and I don't really think we saw that with like Chase Young or Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa. They were purely just like pin your ears back and go get the quarterback. And like, so he's not going to have the sack numbers that either of those guys had. He's not going to have the tackle for loss numbers, but you're going to get really cool shit like that pick six yeah. or him jumping around and stuff like that. 
And so I think that that's just going to be like, he's going to have a great NFL career. He's going to be prepared for the NFL, but it's, it's not the same thing as Chase Young. It's just a different kind of dominance. And honestly, it's way more fun. hundred percent. Um, It's so cool to watch like, like that, cause especially cause like Chase Young's felt so inevitable. Like you could just see his plays coming right. Where like, it's like, Oh, like, well, Wisconsin doesn't have uh, like three <laughs> tight ends on the ship. I'm like, wonder what's going to happen here. Uh, whereas, whereas JT is like, Oh, where's he at in the formation? He tried, he, he moved where? Like, and yeah. you see him coming over on a stunt and just blowing. Oh, crazy. Um, just the versatility he showed off was nuts too. But he, yeah, so fun to also, watch. He got outshined, obviously, because he did not have the best defensive performance of all time. But Zach Harrison has been awesome too. Like, I, I don't know. If yeah. I, can, I, can, I don't know if I can say enough about how good he has been this season. He's and like, right behind Eichenberg and guys that have just taken the jump. Like, and I thought it was just that he moved inside, but this game, he was playing like one of those hybrid positions too, like that Jack position a lot too. He was lining up hand up. Uh, He was on the end almost the entire game and was like, is a true defensive end. And he was awesome. You know, just like, I mean, mean, that seems to be the vegan secret moving him around like that. Everyone except Jack Sawyer, I guess, doesn't work for him. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, not to make this whole Zach Harrison's great thing about me, but <laughs> I will say that he would never. Uh, uh, but I mean, like asking him to stand up and asking him to play defensive tackle are the two things we've all been yelling for for the last like yep. two years, uh, myself included. Like, but he also, I, I know you don't think this way. I think he got dogged by a lot of fans. People like people think he was like a bad player. He has been the best run defender for this is his third consecutive year as Ohio State's yeah. best run defender. He was He's always good going to the NFL. He was always going 100%. to the NFL. 100%. Yeah, people I, wanted him to be Chase. That's the that's the problem. Is they thought he was going to be a 15 sack, you know, pass rushing defensive end like Chase or Joey, yeah. and that's not who he is. Yep. But and those I mean, track that's... those track photos were what did him in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my He's god. He's the Forrest that's... Buckner. The, the players compare him to is the Forrest Buckner from Oregon. That's like that's how he plays in college. Yeah. Um, well, which I, is I, I think, fucking awesome. Yeah. I think the change the change in scheme was perfect for him because, like, I was it, yes. the, everything that I'm saying about like JT uh, and and them loving the or him being put in a position to succeed and do all sorts of cool things that isn't just rushing the passer. It's the same thing with Zach Harrison, and you're really getting to see him flourish as an athlete and who he is. So, yeah, I, I he's quickly like one of the most dominant players and consistent players. And I think JT has like the flash plays, which is kind of what you expect of like a true sophomore. And Harrison is just like arguably the most consistent defender on the field. I yeah. I don't know. I, he's just and now he's starting to make flashes too. Right. And now he's yep. starting to put it all together and it's like, it's happening in, in chunks. Um, yeah. You know who else put it all together? Uh, home field apparel. Huh? <laughs> Home field apparel put all kinds of putting all kinds of t-shirts together out there. Uh, we just uh, we just gave away three free home field shirts on meetatmidfield.com. I want to not win. I want to yeah. win. <laughs> Unfortunately, we, we, we did money launder all of those shirts back to the system, but you guys will be seeing that. It's going to trickle down uh, to the benefits of the subscribers. So just keep your eye out for that on the <laughs> we're, resale We're big market. trickle down economics guys here. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, shout out to uh, one of our subscribers, Carter, who won those shirts. We'll be getting those sent to him soon. Arranging the details with him this week. And um, yeah, but I mean, besides that too, if you're, if you're just a fan of t-shirts, you're a fan of football, you're a fan of, uh, of just soft textures, right? You have some kind of texture situation. Uh, you can just go buy a <laughs> pair t-shirts uh, with 15% off uh, for your first purchase if you use the code meet at midfield. Um, they're great. Uh, I wore one walking to Buenos Aires this weekend. I got a compliment on it. They were like, oh, like what are the Buckeyes? I had to explain 
well, we're a local militia that, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, defending and, freedom. Uh, <laughs> and I do believe uh, Homefield has said they will be, they will be donating, I think, all the proceeds of this month's t-shirt sales uh, to the prosecution of Michigan State's football players. Uh, they will be looking to lock them up, all of them, all 85. Um, so Michigan we'll State's, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll be following uh, up saw on that. Those Michigan men were turning, they were some... Uh... Carceral Ooh, system. <laughs> those, yeah. those lives turn real quick into uh, law and order. And credit to our, our guy, uh, Ace, and of course, you know, Taylor and Thick Scouses too. Uh, they have been saying, like, no, we don't need to arrest these kids. It was like a football fight. Like, don't, <laughs> like they have obviously been leading the way on that. But, like, man, there are a lot of Michigan types. So I saw immediately, including there's like their 19 year old college play-by-play guy who I, I found on Twitter this week was like, here are the name, like definitively, like here are the names of everyone from Michigan state who hit a Michigan player, like arrest them now. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, you can't even grow a beard yet. Like you need to, <laughs> you well, need I, to I think they got so weird about it. It's like, well, we're, you know, we're not the only ones with like one tunnel for both teams. It's like you're the only where where you're. <laughs> this is the only stadium where it happens, and you guys yeah. have had what? It's, it's like three times in their last five home games now. You've had it's three in the last problem. seven, yeah. And it's it's the like, Onion article, right? It's like no yeah. way to possibly rent this. It's only nation where this <laughs> this happens. <laughs> you know, and of course, and of course, they're they they've done it for so long, and then it finally just results in their players getting dumped. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly you know, perfect, Penn, but it's Penn State sent the warning shots with PB and J's. You know, that's yeah. what, like that's when they should have known when people were willing to waste the PB and J. Like they yeah. were laughing at James Franklin. James Franklin like literally said they have to do something about this or something bad is going to happen. And Jim Harbaugh said it's not an issue. He came out and said in a press conference, it's not an issue. Oh, two weeks ago. Yeah, and then now he's crying about, it's assault, brother. Like, of course. That's like, <laughs> like, they dismissed this and said it's not a problem. It's that Penn State has like a cultural issue, is what they said. Because yeah. it's not just that like Michigan's like, there's scuffles because of like the logistics of how they get out of the tunnel. That, again, I'm not trying to blame this kid. He obviously, none of this should have resulted in him getting... If it is what happened, we haven't seen the full video. If, if he did, in fact, get kicked and stomped or whatever, obviously that should never fucking happen. That's terrible. No defense of that. But did you, right. if you guys saw the video, <laughs> so, <laughs> it was gonna happen. It was gonna happen. <laughs> but did you guys see the video of him skipping into the Michigan State yeah. like crowd, the yeah. tunnel, and dapping up the fans and talking shit like? I mean, come on. What was he doing if he wasn't trying to instigate something? Like, I have two eyes and a brain. Like, I know what happens after a football game when you're in that kind of environment. And it's not even just after games. It's like in halftime with with Penn State. Or if they don't get in the confrontation before halftime starts, like they did against Ohio State, they barge their way out of their locker room earlier when the team's trying to file out so they get a confrontation in the tunnel after halftime. Like, Michigan, I'm sorry. They absolutely. They you, do it. You cannot deny they are – in, they intentionally instigate conflicts to other teams in that tunnel all the fucking time. They do it constantly. Yeah, it yeah. is. It has happened every single Ohio State Michigan game I've ever watched, and the cameras eat it up. They like put it in, on Big Ten the journey and stuff like like happens happens every single year. And so you're right. Like it it hasn't what? it hasn't boiled over in an Ohio State Michigan game, but it was only a matter of time before it happened. Something like yeah. that. Happened. They need to like just provide some orange slices to the visiting team. Let them kind of kind of sit on the sideline for five minutes while Michigan gets in there first. So, but we need to have some kind of 
third party system put a chain on their doors so they can't get out before it's uh <laughs> before it's time <laughs> you keep them there, like the walking dead <laughs> my, my, my favorite like uh people on the forums when it happened with ohio state they'd be like oh you like you don't want to go coach mick like coach mick is something like oh, MMA. that's so like, funny you know yeah. what? like just like coach mick would ruin you man like i don't yeah. think he would <laughs> This like this five foot seven Italian man who could at one point, yeah, who could at one point in time bench twenty five. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Coach Mick looks like a fire hydrant. Yeah, it's always been so corny to me because I hate like, especially like athletic conflicts when like dudes. You see it a lot in the NBA too. Like dudes would like talk smack to guys who are a lot bigger because they know it's an athletic event and he's not going to seriously punch me. So well, guess guess what happened? <laughs> 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 you found out. And also, yeah. like, here's the thing: I would feel differently about this too if someone was seriously injured. Like, they're all fine. No one, yeah. no one died. Yeah. I'm really saying it's like it's disgusting assault or whatever. Like, I mean, come on. Like, it, it seems to me like. Well, well, I, I mean, it. let's go back, but let's go back and review Ryan's takes when Miles Garrett introduced. Oh sure, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> I've mean... been I've been pro I've been pro helmet fashion for a long time personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean Miles. I mean, come on, that was wild, obviously. But uh, no, look, I mean, it's <laughs> I, the second video looks much worse, right? The one where they where hit the kid with the helmet. Yeah, yeah. and the, that was it even on bad. a player. It, yeah, was it, it was a player staffer? who was out of uniform, it looked like. Okay. And yeah, also, I mean, the worst part about that, I don't know if you guys have clocked this one yet, uh, Michigan State's director of player operations yep. is on screen running away from the incident. He saw those players yep. hitting the dude with the helmet, and, and he, he runs away. away from it. That was that guy running? <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Oh, yeah, that would be like, oh, they're coming up like... Player. That's Pantone. like if uh, if Mark Pantone was like saw that happen, he was like, oh, I got to go tell Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the look yeah. on his face too it was like it oh, was the look yes. it was it was the look on on the face that you'd see like a suburban white mom when she saw somebody doing crime at home depot or something like that it's, it's it was just the way appalled. it's it was the same look reaction. it is the exact same look as the kid did the surrender cobra after trouble with the snap on, on the michigan uh <laughs> they have one it's the same facial expression yeah there is a specific kind of like michigan guy that exists it's like a kind of like just a uh, square faced uh always wears like glasses that look bad on them uh the short little nose kind of like, it's a, it's a genotype it's, yeah the half they're too much they're too much of a pussy to actually buzz their hair but <laughs> yeah 100 you know exactly that's what i'm talking about it's such a specific kind of michigan guy and they all wear fucking like uh those like soft fleece quarter zips everywhere they go yeah, yeah they do love the quarter zip yeah god damn that's gotta oh, be so i'm ready for funny. november I can't. I mean, it's gonna get. It's only gonna escalate from here, right? Yeah, We're just. Sure. It's getting worse every weekend. No, um, but, but the, the, they're the, gonna. The they're, and they're gonna bring. They're gonna bring like fans down here for like the first time probably in like twenty years, and they're all just gonna get knocked out. You think so? You think <laughs> I, they will? I think so. I think that. I think the wind will energize them, and a lot of them haven't probably haven't been down here, so they don't really know True. what it's it's like. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. Just just wait. Wait till Illinois beats them the week before. They could have, yeah. It could, I, I, think, I, think, I think I think there's a, a better chance than people are willing to like talk about. Like we're just kind of just like putting that on the back burner. Michigan can't do anything but run the football, and Illinois can't do anything but stop the run. Like yeah, yeah. well, Illinois also has a an NFL cornerback too. Devin Witherspoon is a stud. Yeah, uh, but like, yeah, I mean, dude, they that team is nasty. Have you seen uh, 
like uh what is it stats of war um i forget his name but his real name but it's his twitter handle uh puts out an opponent adjusted p5 efficiency yep. ratings every week illinois defense has been so much better than anyone else in the country so, like it's not it's, it's not like there's yeah, they're drastically better than like Iowa and Georgia's defenses. Like they're yeah. really fucking good. Ryan Walters is a dog. That that coordinator, he's a thirty something years old. Um, uh, Bert hired him away from Missouri. He he paid like like but Illinois is doing things the right way. They use that Big Ten TV money to pony up and hire an SEC coordinator away to get him to come to Illinois. Um, and he's rocks. He should be the fucking Broyles winner. Yeah, is that game at? Illinois or at Michigan? Probably at it's Michigan. at Michigan. Yeah. It's at Michigan. Yeah. It's, but yeah, um, I, I just I think, I think there's I think there's a decent chance. I just like I'm. I would I definitely the, take the point. I'll definitely be willing to take the points in that for sure. Especially yeah. because the week prior, if Illinois beats Purdue, they'll have clinched the Big Ten West. So they should just throw everything they have in the playbook at Michigan, right? Like there's nothing left to save for. You're not going to lose to Northwestern in the, in the last right. week. Like oh my God. they're going to throw everything they have in the playbook at Michigan. If Michigan yeah. whoops their ass, I'll be, I'll start being nervous. I, if Michigan yeah. just, if they move the ball consistently on Illinois, I will be anxious. It's, it's really funny. You, you mentioned the stats of war guy. I wish I could remember his real name. I feel bad. If you're the guy. Is it, and you're Parker? Is it Parker Cohen? Par- Parker. That's what it is. Yep. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, so he, he those those charts are hilarious because like according to those charts, Ohio State, Michigan, and Illinois are the three best teams in the country, like by a pretty comfortable margin. Georgia's up there yeah. too, but like if you just want to go purely on advanced stats, like those are the four best teams in the country. So um, that Crazy. all that to say, Ohio State's gonna have to earn it. You know, I I think yeah. if 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 any like I I like seeing that because it's like the reality is it's gonna be Ohio State plays Michigan, they're gonna play Illinois. Then they're going to play Georgia or Tennessee, whoever is in the in the playoff. We're going to figure that out this week, and then hopefully uh, Clemson. Yeah, and then, yeah, Cle- <laughs> Clemson in there too. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll it'd, we'll it'd be nice. Clemson. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Buckeye fans have to be rooting for the SEC champion to be undefeated. Uh, that's that is your number one rooting interest. We want to be the two seed so we can get either TCU or Clemson at the three. One hundred percent, in my opinion. Who would be the four? Probably mm, another SEC team. That's the question is like, if they have, I've thought about this. I've already started thinking about playoff scenarios so many times. Of course, like, of course, of course we have. We're Ohio State. Th- that's what we do. <laughs> if there are three undefeated, uh, three undefeated power five champions, call it, you know, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, right? And then you have, let's say a two loss pack. Utah wins the pack 12, two loss champion. Uh, Kansas State wins the big 12, two loss big 12 champion. Uh, so you're down to one loss, Michigan, or one loss, Tennessee. They're taking Tennessee because the Bama win, first of all. It'll be yeah. Tennessee. Um, would they, like, they couldn't fuck over the two seed and put Tennessee in the three seed just to avoid a rematch with Georgia, right? Like, uh, will they do that? That sucks. Like, you can't just deliberately avoid a rematch to, like, they're clearly the fourth worst team, like, the fourth team. Yeah, I don't know. This is I, just a hypothetical. I'm getting mad at for no reason. I'm just gonna. No, I, mean, just, I, I think I, I'm inventing. <laughs> no, I, I mean that, that's legit though. I've I've been worried about that for. I mean, back back then, I didn't think it was gonna be Tennessee and Georgia. I thought it was gonna be Tennessee, or I thought it was gonna be Georgia and Alabama. But it's the same sure. thing. Like, I'm I I don't think it really matters what Ohio what seed Ohio State gets because they're gonna get the worst team out of Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, because also I, I, tennis. I, sorry. You're good. No, I, th- th- just exactly uh, what you're going to say. Yeah, Tennessee getting nine points, by the way, against Georgia on the opening line. Fucking insane. 
Yeah. Insane. Nine points. Do you believe that Georgia's good? Like as as good as like people think that they are? Because I kind of don't. They beat Tennessee by nine. I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah, I think fair. they have a little bit of Ohio State syndrome where they kind of get in their own way. Yeah. Um, but the, but I the, don't the, know, the man. Is, like the thing is, when Ohio State does that, they win by you know twenty points or whatever against Penn State, a top fifteen team. When Georgia does it, they win by seven against Missouri. So I just, I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I just still don't think the teams are in the same galaxy. And also, like, come on, we're going to lose to an offense who's built around a white tight end. Like, yeah, they build their yeah, whole offense around Brock Bowers. Like, he's incredible. He's an awesome player. But like, a goddamn tight end is going to beat us in the playoff. Come on, not not yeah, like they're, this run, they're running like defense. sweeps to a tight end. Yeah, and I, and I know what JT's going to do to that kid. He runs a jet sweep right into his side. God, I was so impressed with, by the way, like Kentucky is a, they got blown out by Tennessee, obviously, but a very physical football team every single season. Like that is a nasty team that can run the ball and hit hard. And Tennessee had no problems with it. Like, like the critique on Tennessee is they're a soft football team, right? They're like a, they're just a Lane Kiffin, like, you know, football team basically. But man, they knocked some other fuckers around that Kentucky game. They were hitting hard out there on defense. Uh, if they come out against Georgia like that, and they're not scared of Georgia physicality at all. Like they, this, they can run it up on Georgia. Like I think they could. There, it's much more likely to me that Tennessee blows out Georgia than the Georgia blows out Tennessee. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, not a doubt in my mind. So, which is so fucking funny. This is what do you compare this to? Like, this is unreal. Like a team coming back this strongly after this long away from like being relevant. I don't know what the comp is like. It, like a 2002 Ohio State, like Alabama was saving coming back from mediocrity. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's pretty yeah. close. But even yeah. then, like I get, yeah, probably that, probably that. Um, but I guess I mean, Georgia, Georgia win a national championship, but you know, sure with Kirby. I, yeah, that's. I mean, that's probably a good one. But Georgia had always been in it. I guess the thing Georgia was already knocking on the door. They had been for years. And like Bama, like Saban had already won a title at LSU, right? So I kind of expected it. Like just the first year, it would be like basically if Lincoln Riley actually won a title, but even not even that. I don't yeah. fucking know, man. Cause like Tennessee sucked for so long. Josh Heupel was like pretty good at UCF, but nothing crazy. And this just working to this level this fast, crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. But, I, I don't know. It's, I, I just, we've talked about this before, but the world is not ready for what happens when Tennessee fans get, go full Tennessee fan. Like they've been beaten <laughs> down for so long. Like it, you can't let them win a national title. Like you just can't. Well, we're, we're seeing Michigan fans right now, right? It's like funny to, you know, it's, it's all good. And well, and everyone cheers for Michigan to beat Ohio state. Ah. And then all of a sudden they turn into the, you know, <laughs> they mm-hmm. try to gather up Michigan state players and like put them underneath the jail real fast. Like it stops being so cute and fun, huh? Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like we're going to spend more time next week talking about Tennessee, Georgia, or sorry, on the Thursday podcast than we will about Northwestern. Yeah, good God. So yeah, we we have we have to play <laughs> Northwestern. We're we're getting we're getting pretty close to closing out this podcast. So I'm going to read you Spencer Petrus's stat line from, oh, I saw from this. this weekend. Yeah. Uh, that they they played Northwestern this weekend, and you saw what he did to Ohio State's defense. I will let you know what he did to Northwestern. Hang on, pulling up the stats. <laughs> and Northwestern's it's, defense, for context, is like I mean, people think of it as like Northwestern's a good defense because they usually no. are. They're abysmal this year. No, they lost their their longtime DC, uh, and they are terrible without them. They they 
Northwestern is one one of seven. They've won one game in seven tries this year, and I think it was to an FCS team. No, they lost to an FCS team. I'm no, sorry. they beat Nebraska. Yeah, <laughs> they beat Nebraska. That is true. Okay, um, so Spencer Petrus, he completed twenty one of thirty passes for two hundred and twenty yards and a touchdown. Okay, like what is CJ Stroud gonna do? Yeah, I mean. Name your score game. Name it's a name your score game from Ohio State. Like, is this the worst team that Ohio State's going to play this year? I think they're worse than Arkansas State. Yeah, I think Arkansas State is like a Arkansas State was fun at least. They had like a lot yeah. of bunch of cool transfer players. They had that one good receiver. What does yeah. Pat Fitzgerald have to do to get fired? Is he like in the Ferentz territory? Like, man, he's what's the allure at? What's the allure at this point? He's a really nice guy. He, makes is he, every he now seems like an asshole. There's just so many things that are going wrong for them too now. It's like losing uh, – what was that DC's name they had forever? I'm forgetting his name now. I, I, it's, I want to say Randy Bates. Oh, He's the yeah. one who left to go coach Pitt. It's, it's, um, I can't remember for some reason. Uh, he was there forever. Um, anyway, not, not important, I guess, but um, – it is going to piss me off though. But anyway, um, he was there forever. And like, obviously without him, they've just fallen apart on defense and the offense was never good. And he won't change the offensive coordinator. He won't do anything new. Like he, he doesn't care about being good because they don't care if he is or not. Like if he wins eight games, once every four seasons, they celebrate as a huge success. No need for that. No need to have that situation. Like you have money. You can go get good coaches. You're right. in fucking Chicago. You have a, you're going to have this brand new stadium, brand new facilities. Uh, you know, your elite academic school, like no reason you can't have that early 2010 Stanford run. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to talk about this a lot more in our premium episodes. Maybe this is just a yeah. teaser for that, but yeah, I, we'll get into it. I just, it baffles me that they're as bad as they are. The best, the best player on their team is their long grass. I think that's the most effective mm-hmm. their defense has done this year is just, their grass being long, so I don't well, know. New stadiums. Car- indoor, Carlos right? Hyde game was that the last time they really gave us any any kind of game? Like, uh, was it Big Ten championship. Big Ten championship. Oh, yeah. Before, uh, yeah, I was at that game. I forgot. Trey Sermon. Yeah. Uh, weird game. Brandon Joseph. Brandon Joseph is a fucking dickhead, right? I mean, he played well against us in that game. He had a pick, and then he also yep. injured Jack Smith and Jigba. What's this guy's fucking problem? Yeah, we need to have his head, I guess. I'm kicking his go ass. Michigan on him. Him. Go, go full Michigan on him. He, he better not let me and Mick Marotti see him in a dark alley. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but, all, right, uh, all right, you boys want to get out of here, and then uh, we'll pick it up on the preview. I'm, we'll, we'll have first playoff records come out Tuesday night. Um, we'll have those to talk about. We'll Let's have the game talk mad. about. Yeah, Tennessee and Georgia game to talk about. It's going to be good. Yep. DJ, you want to sign us out? Go Bucks. Michigan sucks, and help is on the way.